is Bloomberg Surveillance. In terms of the world, I think that commodity prices, you know, they've got to be pretty close to a bottom. I think it's time to start looking for them to turn around. I think we'll be at or above 2% year-over-year inflation by the end of the year, both headline and core. The Saudis want to increase their production because they understand some of the oil they have on the ground will never be produced due to global warming considerations. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keene. Mr. McKee on assignment in Gainesville, Florida. Scarlet Foo said, I'm not coming in if the Rangers can only lose by four goals. Down 5 nothing. she called up last night from Madison Square Garden and said, I'll see you at 9 a.m. Scarlet Foo with us. Uh, a very depressed Scarlet Foo. Very depressed. You know, it, was, it was quite a shellacking. Uh, speaking of shellacking, the foreign exchange market is shellacked over in non-volatility. The Forex Brief. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail forex trading platform. Visit IB, as you can, at IBKR.com slash forex. I've mentioned it all morning. Weekend, 110 blows out, 111.19. That's a big move. Let me get that up on the Bloomberg right now and look at that stochastic move, as we are wont to say. This is Technical Friday? <laughs> Technical Friday, yeah, it's a leg up. It's a it's a leg up, and yeah, obviously on the negative interest rate news at midnight, and then we got a new leg up as well. Really, quite something. One oh nine fifty out to one eleven nineteen. You think everyone's rejiggering their forecast for the year end on where the yen will end? Yeah, you're getting to the weekend. A little negative, uh, a little negative tone to the the weekend. You don't see it in equity futures, but euro one twelve fifty one and sterling. In honor of the Queen, the President will pick up the tab, 143.78 on pound sterling. David Wilson has looked at an interesting week of equities. What do you start with today? Uh, you got to start with Microsoft. I mean, the shares are down 5.5% in early trading. The software maker's fiscal third quarter profit trailed analyst average estimate of Bloomberg survey. Company cited weakness in software purchases and a higher tax rate. Microsoft sales forecast for the fourth quarter uh, was lower than some projections as well. Then you have Alphabet, the parent company of Google, down 5%. Uh, Alphabet failed to meet first quarter profit and revenue estimates. Chief Financial Officer Ruth Porat said on a conference call that growth in mobile phone use and in automated ads may hurt earnings. Uh, Microsoft, one of five companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average that has reported since late yesterday, and four of the five are down, Microsoft being one of them. Then you have Visa down 3.5%. Uh, there you have an issue with their planned takeover of Visa Europe. The world's largest payments network saying uh, it's amended the terms, and the deal may not be completed until after the projected date of June 30th. You have Caterpillar down 2%. The world's biggest maker of construction mining equipment cut profit and sales forecast for this year. They're concerned that the rebound we've seen in commodity prices the last three months may run out of steam. General Electric's down 1%. First quarter revenue from GE's industrial businesses was lower than the average estimate, and that matters because GE is really focusing on that area, getting out of finance. And uh, then you have McDonald's. It's the one stock in the Dow we have seen gains yeah. after earnings, uh, and it's up 1.5%. First quarter earnings at the restaurant chain, beating estimates. Saw about U.S. sales growth coming ahead of projections. The McPick value deals in all-day breakfast attracting customers. Valiant Pharmaceuticals up 5.5%. Uh, Wall Street Journal reporting that the drug maker is close to a deal to hire 
Perigo's chief executive, Joseph Papa, to run the company. So not surprising. Perigo's shares are down on that <laughs> prospect by about 5.5%. we got so many more earnings, but uh, let me just two give more, you a couple. Two. All right, two more. Let's start with Starbucks, down 3.5%. Fiscal second quarter sales at the world's largest chain of coffee shops trailed estimates. Yeah. Starbucks growth in the Americas region slowed. Signal competitors are gaining market share. So, uh, so like McDonald's, a, basically. Do you have a summary Friday tone for what you've observed yet? Well, you have a bigger percentage of companies beating analysts' earnings estimates than usual. That said, you go back and look at the projections, and they came down more during the yeah. quarter than usual. So, in other words, the analysts lower the bar, the companies jump over it, but only on earnings. I mean, you, you have you had more companies in the S&P 500 come up short on sales estimates I agree than come revenues. up ahead. Yeah, very good. Revenue dynamics are just as important. David Wilson uh, on the equity markets. Um, I have been looking for weeks forward to this interview. Carlos Gutierrez served the nation as Secretary of Commerce. Uh, obviously, his uh, esteemed 30-year career at Kellogg and Company as well. And I don't even know what his title is now. Maybe as Carlos Gutierrez, Senior Vice President, Vice Chairman, and all-around guru of common sense. Maybe we'll go uh, with that. Secretary Gutierrez, wonderful to speak to you. Um, you and I Thank spoke you. on an historic day years ago with the collapse of an immigration bill. It's not even feasible we could have an immigration debate now. What does your Republican Party do to heal the damage and move forward? Well, that's a great question. And, and by the way, Tom, it's great talking to you again. I, I always enjoy it and uh, appreciate the invitation. I think it's a big challenge because, um, you know, what what uh, Donald Trump has said is is hard to walk away from. I mean, I think he's going to have to, if, if, he, if he is the nominee and he wants to get the immigrant vote, because it's not just Hispanics. Uh, we, we have to recall that, uh, that Governor Romney lost uh, Hispanics by, you know, 27 to 73, but he also lost Asian Americans, um, and he lost immigrants. And, and the way people read or hear what he's saying is this man doesn't like immigrants. He doesn't like me or whatever community I come from. Mm. Ted Cruz is sort of the same. So it, it's very um, it, it's very frustrating that the field has been narrowed to, you know, right. uh, uh, one ideologue and one who knows who he is. Within that, uh, Mr. Secretary, and they, the, everyone, I think, knows your story of coming from uh, Cuba. I have to ask, let me rip up the script here. What was your emotion to see the president visit Cuba? I mean, it's amazing. Oh, I, amazing. Felt, I, I was I was very proud, and and it's a very interesting question because I I was in the theater where he made his speech, and I was very proud of him. Uh, he was, um, you know, I'm a Republican, so I don't say this very often, but he was he was diplomatic but clear, and he showed great showed great poise. The irony is that in the U.S. Some people thought that he hadn't been strong enough. Uh, I was just in Cuba a few days ago, and the, all of this negative rhetoric that's come, that came out of the party Congress is because they felt he went too far. 
he sort of lectured, they, they feel that he lectured Raul Castro in front of the whole country on national TV. Um, and, um, and that, and, and all of a sudden the rhetoric has gone back to 10, 15 years ago. Um, I don't blame the president or his advisors because again, I thought the speech was very good, but it just goes to show that everything <laughs> in Cuba is viewed through the lens of the history of U.S. and Cuban relations. Yeah. Well, you have lived it. We're going to come back with Carlos Gutierrez and speak further on the nation's immigration and, of course, what his Republican Party needs to adapt and adjust to uh, after the first Tuesday of November. Right now, uh, Scarlett, is the first stream of headlines from VW. Yep. And by any definition of my years of experience at Bloomberg, these are shocking Headlines. Yeah, I'll begin with the main one, which is VW, which is listed in Germany, cutting its dividend to 17 euro cents a share after posting a 2015 loss. The company is also raising provisions for the emission scandal, which means it's setting aside more money to deal with this as a result of uh, the fallout, the continued fallout from the emission scandal, and that is now at 16.2 billion euros. Uh, in addition, they come out with all their sales numbers for the full year. Um, you've got a 2015 uh, pre pre-tax loss, full-year pre-tax loss yeah. of three, 1.3 billion euros as well. Um, in looking at the stock price, Tom, not much of a reaction. So much of this may have been anticipated. The, the, the headline that really caught my eye, of course, was the cutting of the dividend to 17 euro cents a share. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. But I would also say that the view forward is pretty moldy. When you look at unit count down 6%, and of course, that juxtaposes against what we saw from Generous Motors. Uh, here a few days ago. So and to that VW, end, the uh, full-year group sales revenue will fall as much as 5% for 2016 yeah. versus 2015. Yeah. And remember, VW Volkswagen is not just the VW vehicle, but also yes. Audi as yeah, well. Yeah, well said. It's, it's, a, it's a much larger company. And Porsche, company for that matter. Much larger company when you perceive. We're going to continue with uh, Carlos Gutierrez, Albright Stonebridge Group. Talk to him about uh, immigration and, of course, uh, the the mix of the nation and what it means for his uh, Republican uh, Party. The Friday screen is a jumble. Uh, I, I think that is news in itself. Uh, the yen is demonstrably weaker this morning, 111.29. That's 1.82 figures. Yen, 111.28. The euro, 112.54. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, dollar getting some steam. Uh, DXY, 94.89. We're counting down to the opening bell. We have about 20 minutes to go. Brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Scarlett, Tom, thank you very much. More than 150 countries will gather today at the United Nations to sign the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. Under the non-binding agreement, countries set their own targets for reducing emissions of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases. President Obama is having lunch with Queen Elizabeth. The president is in Britain at Windsor Castle. He will later meet with Prime Minister David Cameron. The president is pushing for the U.K. to stay in the European Union. Investigators are hoping an autopsy will reveal what led to the death of musician Prince. The 57-year-old was found unresponsive yesterday in an elevator at a suburban Minneapolis compound. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Scarlett, Tom? Uh, Michael, thank you so much. Good futures, uh, negative, uh, well, futures, flat. They're flat. We're fractionally, they're flat. On a Friday, this is Bloomberg Surveillance.
It is a different America. It is a different America now. It will be a different America come the election of 2020. Coming up, Carlos Gutierrez on the future of his Republican Party. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. The Bloomberg Futures Report brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures are little changed after the S&P 500 retreated from a four-month high as a gain in crude oil helps offset weaker-than-forecast earnings from Microsoft and Google parent Alphabet. S&P E-mini futures again little changed. Dow E-mini futures up 15 now. NASDAQ E-mini futures down 13. DAX in Germany is down 6 tenths percent. Ten-year Treasury down 5.30 seconds. The yield 1.88 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 1.8 percent or 79 cents to 43.96 a barrel. Comex Gold is down three tenths percent, or four dollars thirty cents, at twelve forty six ten an ounce. The Euro a dollar twelve fifty seven. The Yen one eleven point three five. And Alphabet is down five percent this morning. Microsoft down more than six percent. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Scarlett. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Greatly appreciate that. Good morning, everyone. Scarlett Fu and Tom Keene, Bloomberg Surveillance. Mr. McKee is at a glorious panel in Gainesville, Florida. We say good morning to all in Florida listening. Carlos. Gutierrez with us, the former Secretary of Commerce. Uh, Secretary Gutierrez, I notice a think tank out of California stating that 43% of Californians are Democrat, 20% are independent, which I believe by math is right, 32% are Republicans. I even saw one report that 29% are Republicans. How does your party get those independent voters? Well, I think it's it's moving more toward a moderate center-right position. I'm not saying, you know, go to the left, but there is such thing as a center-right, which I think is where the country is. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're once again falling into the trap of having to use really extreme rhetoric during the primary and then think that we can walk our way back to the center in the national election, and it just doesn't work that way. It, it's, it's, uh, so, um, you know, I think it's about leadership. It's about the person. Um, and and there, there is a leader out there who can do it, but it's going to have to be um, done through leadership, like President Reagan, uh, who did many things through leadership and changed the party. President Lincoln changed the party. We, we need someone like that and not just to continue to, 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 you know, regurgitate talking points, which is, uh, which is what we have. Or maybe even, uh, empty talking points. There, uh, have been reports that you mentioned the extreme rhetoric during the primaries. Tom, Donald Trump's new campaign chief has been assuring members of the Republican National Committee that he's going to become a more professional candidate basically move more to the center during the general elections. Have you seen that article? It's, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I have seen it. <clears throat> I have seen it. There's been some discussion over the last couple of days. And, yeah, I think that's now he starts his move towards the center. He start, he's starting to think about uh, post-convention, assuming he gets the nomination. And I, I think he point, points to that. Uh, you know, Richard Nixon used to say, run a primary to the right, 
and a national election to the center. That was in 1960. That was easy to do with yeah. television channels. You can't do that today. No one is going to forget um, what Trump has said about Hispanics, what he said about Muslims, what he said about exactly. women. Exactly. That's going to be tough. If I take your point on this, and folks, I, I, I might point out I'm with Mr. Gutierrez and Ms. Fu. If it is a new America that won't forget, what is the response of the so-called establishment? You're in those meetings. Do you have Paul Ryan on your speed dial? I mean, what's the solution for a traditional Republican experiment that was watching its soul drift away? Well, I, and I think uh, what what you said is so right, that, that the shape of the country the profile of the country is so different from what it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, our core has always been free enterprise. I, I, I believe it has free enterprise, the freedom of the individual, um, uh, the marketplace. And um, immigration falls right into that. Um, I, I worry that I hear, you know, I hear people like Ted Cruz criticizing business people. You know, so what are we now? Are we a populist European right-wing party? Uh, And that's what we sound like. But I think we need to get back to our core. Even the businessman, Donald Trump, has gone off and criticized Wall Street and criticized. uh, And and it it is just, you know, it's it's losing the soul of the party. And I don't believe that the soul of the party is we are a white person's party uh, we uh, um, we are all about social issues. Hmm. I don't buy that. I think it's about freedom, individuality. I think it's about free enterprise, um, all those great things that we stand for. But, Mr. Secretary, how does the Republican Party uh, combine all of that, embrace that, and come up with a consistent message that resonates with their base? Well, I, I do think that something has to be done uh, in the primary system. Uh, you know, in California, they have Democrats and Republicans can vote in each other's primaries. Uh, that tends to uh, bring out more moderate uh, uh, candidates and more moderate rhetoric. Uh, something like that needs to happen because, you know, the chairman of the party talked four years ago about the uh, the post-mortem and how we've learned our lessons four years later, it, you know, we're doing it worse than we did four years ago. Mm. So we haven't learned our lessons. You could argue we um, have a more moderate uh, candidate in John Kasich, but he's not really resonating. That's true. That That, that, that is true. Um, I mean, this, this has not been the year of, of the moderate, uh, thoughtful candidates. And, and I think it is a reflection that people, as, as, as many people have said, you know, people are angry, people are frustrated. I think what people like about Trump is that they get the impression that he's someone who would fight for people. So, you know, mm-hmm. boy, if we put this guy in front of Vladimir Putin, he is not right. going to take it. And he's yeah. going to push for us and, I think that's the part that maybe emotionally people aren't paying attention to what he says, but but they like what they see. That's the only way I can kind of rationalize it. We hope to have you on again, Secretary, as we get closer to the election. Carlos Gutierrez uh, joins us this morning. Scarlett Fu and Tom Keene on your Friday. We need to get the markets open. It's Bloomberg Surveillance.
We're counting down to the opening bell brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.